and welcome to Open Door Playhouse, our theatre podcast that celebrates live theatre on the podcast. I'm Goretti De Silva, sitting in for our regular host and visionary, Bernadette. Support for Open Door Playhouse comes from listeners like you. Your donations help keep our plays on the radio stage. We strive to bring our listeners thoughtful and surprising 10-minute shorts and one-act plays that showcase insightful and new perspectives of the world we share with others. Now playing in Theatre 25 is... The Gun Story, written by Karen Sari, directed by Gary Lee Reed, starring Goretti da Silva as May and Eric Kwasniak as Lloyd. Oh, won't you stay with me? Cause you're all I need. This ain't love, it's clean to see. But darling, stay. What is oh Hi there. School board raffle? Guilty. Yeah, me too. I got some poster board and uh, markers from Walmart. Oh, yeah, That's Jane what said Jane someone said. else was getting that stuff. Great. I have the prizes. Awesome. Mm. Man, it's cold in here. Can't we just get it all set up in the hallway? No, the hall walkers are here till 8 o'clock. Hall walkers? Old folks who walk laps around the school. <laughs> what? That's a thing? It is. <laughs> Especially when it gets cold. It'll be like the sidewalks of Branson, Missouri out there. <laughs> I'll keep an eye out. Don't want to get slowly trampled to death. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Okay, um, let's get these tables set up first. I have the tablecloths in here. Okay. I'm Lloyd, by the way. May. You school board? No, I got an athlete. I get guilted into helping out a couple of times a year. Guilted? I'm happy to. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I volunteered for crap all the time when my kids were younger, but I wasn't working then. I feel like I have more than put in my time, but when your kid is in sports... Mm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll quit complaining. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> this will go fast. Yeah. My wife usually does this stuff, but she's out of town. I had the day off, so what the heck. <laughs> mm, man, it's freezing in here. Sorry, I opened the window. The smell in here. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Look, this teacher's lounge might be non-smoking now, but you got... Forty years of nicotine in those walls. Look at, look at those yellow drips on the wall. See them? Oh, gross. <laughs> I'll close the window. So you got an athlete too, huh? What year? Junior, golf and basketball. Yours? Well, I got I got a senior who plays basketball and volleyball. Volleyball. Yeah. So you have a daughter? Yeah, yeah, two actually. My youngest really isn't into sports. She was kind of getting into golf for a while, but, you know, teenagers go through phases. Mm, boy, howdy. God, you think the newborn stage is the hardest. <laughs> or three. I don't know how we survived three. People talk about the terrible twos. Bullshit. A three-year-old will stab you with a pen just to see what happens. <laughs> 
Mine once screamed the whole 30 minutes home from Teaville because I didn't let him have a third time on that mechanical Pikachu thing in the mall. Before I had kids, I'd see parents yelling at their kids in the store or something, and, and I'd be like, you know, Jesus Christ, give the little dude a break. I'd think, man, I'll never yell at my kids in public like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now when I see those parents, I'm like, the poor son of a bitch or that poor lady. Been there. Been there is right. <laughs> oh, man, I do not miss tantrums. I did not miss the tantrums. Oh, God. You have two teenage girls. Two teenage girls. <laughs> Your trip home from Teville every other day. Oh, I just have moodiness. Mm. He'll barely speak for days, and he's embarrassed to be seen with me. I'm like... I walked with you through that weird-ass phase when you were four where you made up your own language. He'd be <laughs> just clicking his tongue and just making noise. <laughs> Our youngest wouldn't go on a regular toilet until she was almost five. Okay, We used to have to carry around a potty chair in the car, bring it with us to gas stations if we stopped. This one time we were. Come on, uh, spill, spill. <laughs> we were on a road trip going up north. And Bree, she had to go, like right now. <laughs> so we had to pull over on this dirt road. And there she is doing a number two on her Elmo potty in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> Your, your daughter's name is Bree? Yeah, that's my sophomore. Bree Allen? Yeah. Yeah, you know her? I'm Stephen's mom. Ah. Uh, how's uh, Stephen doing? He's doing. Young love, huh? Yeah, Bree was pretty heartbroken. I'm. I'm sure she was. I mean,. I don't know what happened between them. Steven seems like a nice enough kid. He is nice enough. I mean, I mean, Bree. I've been moody for a few days, and uh, then at dinner, her sister asked about homecoming and Steven, and she started crying, said he, uh, what's the word? Ghosted her. Ghosted her? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know either. It's, it's, it's when someone just drops out. Uh, they just stop all contact. Mm-hmm. He unfriended her, stopped calling her, saw her, on the, saw her in the hall one day and walked the other way. She doesn't know what she did. Nothing. What? I mean, she doesn't even seem to know either. I mean, boys, hey, I was one. But it seemed like he really liked her. He did. He does so then why Bree's still moping around it's you what it's you you scared him what i always shook his hand when he came over yes you joke around joke around yeah nothing out of line or anything nothing out of line you threatened to shoot him what oh come on oh no <laughs> come on okay i i guess yeah i told him 
Bring my daughter home by 11 or you'll, you'll meet, meet my, my hunting, hunting rifle, rifle right, up, up right up close. Right. <laughs> yeah. See, I was just goofing around. I mean, sure, as a dad with a daughter, I always mean it a little, but I knew Stephen was a good kid. You said it every time. The last time he came by, you were cleaning it in the garage, and you did the, I'm keeping my eye on you move. <laughs> Come on. That can't be why. Yes, it can. How would you like it if Bree came to pick up Stephen and I said, Honey, you keep your hands off my boy, or I'll shoot you in the face. Okay, now, whoa there. Whoa, whoa. there? Yeah, I did not say anything like that. You might as well right? have. You scared him. He doesn't know what? how... What? What? Stephen is... He's on the spectrum. You know what I mean by the spectrum? <laughs> like, like what? He, he He's autistic or something? Yes. You never know unless you're me or you're very close to him. But he doesn't always know when someone is joking. Like, huh, if they seem serious. He can't always tell. It's hard sometimes. It's the only area socially where it's hard. Shit. I'm sorry. When he actually saw you with the gun. He freaked out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You took it to heart, huh? Yeah. You know. What do I know? I feel like an asshole. Well, good. I mean, I didn't know. Hell, my high school girlfriend's dad used to show off his switchblade every time. <laughs> Why the hell is that funny in the first place? <laughs> Especially today? I mean, do you watch the news? Well, yeah, I, but I'm not one of those nuts who's going to go on a rampage or something. But how would he know that? Hell, how would anyone know that? I mean, you can't know anymore. It scared him that bad. He told you? Yes. He may be moody and embarrassed that I exist, but he tells me things. He said the first time he thought it was a joke. I mean, we talked about it. We've worked on social cues and when he saw the gun he he said all he could see was you with your gun and he couldn't get it out of his head he told you all this yeah so then i mean didn't you figure i was joking you've been around right again have you seen the news lately <clears throat> sure maybe you were joking mm. Maybe you were okay, but what if you weren't? I mean, you also definitely have a gun that you at least implied, joking or not, that you would use on my son. I'll take a broken-hearted kid over a... What would you do if you were me? I think we're done. I hope these tables fit through the door now. There better be a doorstop. May. Yes. I know you're probably expecting some right to bear arms bullshit, but I'm not going to do that. I'm truly sorry. I. It's just a dumb guy thing. Dads protect their daughters. Hell, my oldest could protect me. 
She's a freaking Amazon who played sports her whole life. I'm just a fair shot deer hunter who thought he was being funny. But it wasn't funny to Stephen, and uh, I apologize. Thank you. Could you pass that on to him? Fine. Get some to stop blasting Sam Smith songs on repeat, then <laughs> fine. <laughs> let's let's see where these tables go. <laughs> you weren't kidding. What? It's like the five o'clock buffet line out there. Anyone wearing a sun visor <laughs> indoors? That's my favorite. <laughs> uh, hey, Lloyd, do you mind helping me carry these boxes to my car so I can get it done in one trip? Yeah, maybe. Don't make me pull out my switchblade, man. <laughs> hey, now, don't be that guy. <laughs> right? That guy was an ass. <clears throat> Our plays are produced by Bernadette Armstrong, recorded at ES Audio Studios in Glendale, California, and mixed and designed by our talented and patient sound engineer, Hall Cantrell. If you like what you hear, please click any of the donate buttons you'll find on our website. Your tax-deductible donations through our fiscal sponsor, Fractured Atlas, will help us keep our plays on the air. You'll find a full list of our donors on our website. If you are interested in submitting a play for production, you can find that information on our website as well. Please share this podcast with friends, and don't forget to subscribe so you will be notified when our next production is live.